Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses acknowledging harm. Welcome. Today I'd like to explore actions that harm, regrets, and mistakes, and the trap of guilt. Is there a way to make a sane relationship with these bad deeds and regrets, to learn from them and to move on from them? It's not easy to face up to all that we've done. It's not easy to find a way between just wallowing in in guilt and being stuck and embarrassed and just choosing to ignore, pretend nothing happened and evade responsibility. Yet when we don't acknowledge and, and look into the ways we've actually caused harm, we won't learn anything from that. And we'll also carry around with us kind of a little shadow, a shadow lurking there that's burdensome to carry. We weasel out of owning up to things in so many ways. I've noticed so often when some politician is caught in a bad act and they have to figure out how to relate to it, they suddenly switch to the passive voice. Instead of saying, I made a mistake, somehow it becomes mistakes were made, as though mistakes landed mysteriously on them. That passive voice allows you to acknowledge bad deeds, at the same time take no responsibility for your role in them. Pretty clever. I think we weasel out in a lot of ways. And there's pressure to try to cover up mistakes and impress people and look perfect. And I think that does not really work. And it, in some ways, but there's greater power and force in honesty than in armoring up and pretending we have no flaws. We've never done anything wrong. Who, me? Never. When we don't acknowledge our harmful actions cleanly, our guilt can eat away at us, torment us. With guilt, whatever we've done lodges within us and just never goes away. We carry it and we carry it as a heavy burden. In the Buddhist monastic traditions, there's a regular practice of confession, of acknowledging mistakes, whatever we had done, facing up to them, learning from them, and changing directions as a monthly ritual. You could say it's assuming that over time we can't avoid causing harm. But there's a way of facing that, of working with that. We don't have to be burdened by guilt. We may not be monastics, but we can learn from the basic logic of the confession rituals that monastics have done for generations and generations. It's a good practice from time to time to take stock of our actions, both the good and the bad, to examine what we've done and its impact on others, not to either congratulate ourselves or to blame ourselves, but simply dispassionately reviewing from time to time what we've been up to. And if we'd like to follow in the spirit of the monastic confession liturgies, the starting point is remorse. It's very simple. We feel remorse, we feel bad about what we did, and we want to do something about that and figure it out. That starting point, feeling remorse for harm we've done on a small scale and a larger scale, feeling bad about that, leads us to acknowledge such actions, confess, and to seek to purify them. Confession goes beyond simple acknowledgments. It has much more power and force. 
actually did it. I actually confess. I actually did it. Sometimes that confession might mean confessing to the actual person that you have harmed, or it might be a more ritualized confession, speaking those words so you yourself can hear them. And the idea of purification is that whatever harmful deeds you have done or whatever harmful thoughts you have can be purified. You can cleanse them. It's like cleansing dirt, taking a shower or bath. Nothing is unworkable. Things can be amended. Mistakes can be cleansed. So the first step was remorse. And the second step was facing up to a mistake, confessing, really acknowledging out loud in one way or another what you've done. The third step is to make amends, to counteract the harm you've done by doing beneficial actions. And this could include also asking for forgiveness. With making amends, you actually take actions counter to the harmful actions you've done in the past. If all you've done is take, 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 then you could give, give, give. If all you've done is cheat, 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 you could be honest, honest, honest. And finally, the fourth step is the commitment to learn from the mistake and not do it again. So seeing the mistakes we tend to make and not punishing ourselves or or feeling like complete losers, it says, okay, I made that mistake. I see its result. I see how it operates. And I've learned something. And I'm committed, or at least trying very hard, not to fall into that same pattern again, not to repeat that mistake, but to learn from it, and then move on. So what I like about this, it's a so clean cut. It's not based on wallowing in anything. It's based on holding to anything. At the same time, it's based on really taking a good, solid, honest look, and then taking what might seem to be very negative, embarrassing, and turning it into another teaching and another expansion of our understanding of the path and the idea that we can include everything. We can include everything, all our experiences, to the enrichment of our journey. It's a harsh truth that we can't undo what we've done. We can't pretend it never happened, and we may not be able to fix it. It can be hard to face that reality. But given that that's the case, we can at least use that experience as a means of growth. We can work with these stages of remorse, confession, making amends, and commitment to learn from this mistake and not to do it again. Acknowledging and working with our mistakes is so much better than just holding on to a big pool of regret and guilt. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.